Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Going to the chapel and um gonna get married it's a fun song yeah good choice thank you good choice of opener mita there you go a little bop for you <sighs> mita how's it going i'm here <laughs> yes which today is actually a thing because it took us a while to find a time that worked for us this week really it really did today is friday october 28th and we're recording this at lunch yeah this comes out what november 2nd yeah like yeah. this is like last minute for us we're usually not like this no we're usually much we more are. prepared it's been a week though yeah quite the week i mean quite i don't the even week. know i mean I, actually it's just been a day for me i got violently ill yesterday yeah. <laughs> and was like i can't record because i kept going back and forth from the bathroom and I was just listening to a previous episode of ours, and I was talking about having diarrhea. So now I think everyone probably <laughs> you've got probably some gastro issues going just, on. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Which is there, and now everyone just knows. Perfectly normal. More people. It should be more widely accepted. Everybody so this poops. is my platform to bring this is, that. This is the hill you're going to die on. Yes. It, tummy issues are okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Mita, we haven't recorded in like what? We recorded on Wednesday, so it's been over a week. Wow. Is it did, Friday did you today? Miss me? It's Friday today. I don't even know. So, it's been like nine days. So, you've watched a lot of movies and you actually don't have them all on our itinerary right now. Yes, I do. No, tra- uh, you, you don't. You didn't put poot? Oops. <laughs> How dare you? Add it in, and I want to hear from the beginning. We watched Inside Together at my house on Wednesday after we recorded for... All the Kingsmen. All the Kingsmen. <laughs> I was trying to think of the name. I was like, is he going to get there? Do I just do it for you him? Got, you got to do it. Okay. So start from Inside. Thoughts? Oh my goodness. Inside. What a ride. I actually was really enjoying Inside and thought like this was a good movie. Yeah. Up until the last like 20 minutes or so, it kind of just like, it really drags itself out. And it is like very unnecessary. But like, what a what a hero film, you know? Like, she, yeah. Like, yeah. she is... I don't want to spoil anything because I actually think that the, this is something you have to go in blind. Yeah, yeah, go in blind, watch it. Um, yeah. I do think like it could have been edited. It's a short movie too. It's, it's like an, an hour and twenty, and it Honestly, does it feel long. <laughs> yeah, I an think hour. an hour. I actually think like an hour, even like a tight forty-five minutes. Yeah, I feel like some of the stuff in there is added to make it a feature-length film. There you go. But, but what what a ride just to experience yeah. like that first hour. So I do recommend watching it. I actually really liked that one. Pull up how many pumpkins I gave it because I don't okay. remember at the top of my head. Yeah. Well, let's go to movies and my pumpkins. I gave it three pumpkins. Okay, good. I might change that to three and a half if the 20 really? minutes were gone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's totally yeah. reasonable. Okay. After Next. Inside, I watched Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. I had never seen Train to Busan. I haven't not actually a- either zombie person yeah. i'm not gonna say much because you haven't seen it but if i'm gonna watch a zombie movie i'm gonna watch train to Busan. okay that's good yeah, that's how what i'll leave it at because you okay. haven't seen it i haven't seen it and should i see it yeah i think you should okay yeah how many pumpkins three and a half pumpkins oh that's not bad okay then Next. i watched the dario argento film opera okay that movie was made in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> you need to remember that you yeah 
What I'm learning in this journey of mine is like horror really, really is about the time that it's made. Like it's very reflective and it's very hard to have a universally standard horror film, to have something that stands the test of time, like The Exorcist, like Rosemary's Baby, like even Hereditary, I think 30, 40 years from now will still stand the test of time. Will stand the test of time. And so opera, I think opera has so much potential to be a really great horror film, but Mm -hmm. it's just, it's suffering because of its, from the 80s. And That's I fair. also watched a dubbed version. Oh, that always is worse. It just like kind of takes away from the yeah. film a little bit because you're like watching them and you can tell they're probably speaking Italian, I'm assuming. But yeah. then they're in English. So there's yeah. that. Um, have you seen it? I haven't. No. Okay. I I think you should watch it. There's definitely okay. some interesting horror aspects to it that I hadn't okay. seen before. And I liked that part of it. But it's very much from the 80s. So I gave it two and a half pumpkins. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Speaking of being of its time, Boot is another one that is like really of its time. But it's early 2000s, which is like all the rage right now. So I'm like really into it. (laughs) I was actually really surprised that I hadn't seen it when it had come out. Because that was Mm -hmm. like the kind I really would have liked that. Yeah. Like I think I could have enjoyed it a lot more had I watched it in like 2003. But like a fun ghost story. Yeah, and like really well, I've, I haven't seen it in years, but mm-hmm. from what I remember, really moody and atmospheric, and Ormala does like a spectacular job, and it's just, it's engaging, and it's short. It's short, and it easily could be very cheesy, but I didn't yes. find it super cheesy at all, and Ormala is like really great in it. When yeah. she's playing the person who is possessed, like she's yeah. very good at it. And I think she's like one of those forgotten stars that made me really yeah. sad because like I really liked Ormala. Like I love Rangila. Rangila, I was going to say, yeah. Love Rangila. And I think yeah. Ormala deserves um, a little bit more respect. Love. Where is she? Like, do you know? Is she hiding? She's married and just she's not really working. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's so that's that. it. And also great star cast. Like yeah. so many faces, and you have the the fa- the son in law and mother in law yeah. <laughs> casting. I love it. Yeah, and um, Rika, who's never looked hotter. Oh my god, Rika's so hot in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Con Banega Kurorpati yeah. with my India's dad, millionaire. Yes, India's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and I was watching it with my dad and my aunt over Diwali because Diwali mm-hmm. happened this week. Yeah, and uh, it was Amitabh Bachchan's like 80th birthday party on the show. Mm-hmm. And they brought out uh, Abhishek Bachchan and they brought, a, brought out Jaya Bachchan. And then yeah. I went, when are they going to bring out Reka? And everybody <laughs> laughed. And so it was good timing. If, yeah, it was I fun. I had fun. After Booth. <laughs> Wait, how many pumpkins? Oh, Booth, I gave uh, three pumpkins. Excellent. There you Next. go. After Booth, I watched uh, Psycho, which I've seen many a time. Yes. A psycho, classic. Psycho. Another one that stands the test of time. Like, mm-hmm. it's so evidently from like 1960, but it's still, it's, still works it's just so good i gave it four pumpkins i can't absolutely (laughs) you can't give it less and i think the thing is and i think your next one will be evidence to this the movies that stand the test of time we're not trying to be scary movies yeah and i think that's the key thing about a good horror it's just trying to tell a story it's just good storytelling yeah which yeah so originally i was supposed to watch the ring or ringu next but then i switched it i because this happened to fall on the volley and i got home like really late and i like couldn't I didn't want to watch something I had never seen before because yeah. I couldn't give it my full attention. So yeah. I moved things around a bit and I watched The Exorcist instead because I was like, I've seen The Exorcist. Like, I'm not going to need to, like, keep my eyes open the entire time. But I did keep my eyes open the entire time because it's just so enthralling. 
I watched it last night after a very long day because it was my comfort movie. Mm -hmm. I love watching it at least once a year during Halloween. And it's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. And it's exactly what we're saying. It's good storytelling. Like, I don't think they set out to actually, like, frighten audiences in the way that they have and continue to do all these years later. But I don't think there's anything new to be said about how great The Exorcist is. No. And I just think that I hate that it's called the greatest horror movie of all time because I think it does the movie a great disservice. It's just a great movie. People go in expecting something. Yeah. And it might not scare you, but The Exorcist is an exquisite film. It really is. Next. Oh, how many how many pumpkins? Um, I gave it four pumpkins. Beautiful. Then I watched Ringu, which is, I wanted to say Korean, but it's not. It's Japanese. It's not. <laughs> Different country. The Japanese, Japanese original of like The Ring, which came out in 1998 mm. and feels like a movie that was maybe made for 2004. Like it felt like really? a little bit like more ahead advanced. Like of its time? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it. I couldn't remember the ring and so i was like remembering the ring watching ringu right and it i feel i want to watch it again just because like and i i subscribed to shutter shredder for one month free Mm -hmm. and so ringu is on there so i know i can watch it again for free because the whole time i was watching it i was thinking about my experience watching the ring for the first time yeah and so i don't know if i really got like a good snapshot of like ringu on its own as a horror film it's also in another language and so like you really have to pay attention yeah. Eat your cookie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't have lunch, so I'm eating a cookie. But Mitha's going to continue talking. And then the next night I watched The Ring, mm-hmm. which I just, I don't know. I really enjoyed The Ring. It's a fun time. So Even- having seen Ringu and mm-hmm. then The Ring, what are your thoughts? Because I've never seen Ringu. I've only seen The Ring. I feel like it's one of the rare times where it doesn't feel completely butchered. Like The Ring felt separate to me. Like... Um, there's a, one that's coming out recently with Naomi Watts as well. If Goodnight Mommy. They're remaking Goodnight mm. Mommy in the it's English language. Out. Oh, is it out? Yeah. Oh. I don't want to watch it, though, because I feel like it's not going to be that great. But you didn't love the original. No. But I also, but I feel like usually foreign films are typically better. Yeah. The Ring did feel separate. Like, I feel like they did Americanize it, but in a good way. And I actually really enjoyed it. But I think it's also time and a place where it's like I was a kid when that came out and it was like, oh, there's this lore about the phone call. And then people would prank call each other all the time. But do you also remember that it came out at a time when horror was like on an all time decline? Yeah. Like nothing good was coming out from the genre, nothing interesting. And this came out and I remember it being like not revolutionary, but almost like kickstarting back. Horror and like giving it a new. In a way, yeah. A new sensation. Uh So how many stars for both? So I gave three pumpkins for both. There's no stars here. There's pumpkins. I'm so sorry. How could I get that wrong? Because it's spooky season. And then last night, what a glorious night. (laughs) I watched Scream. I love Scream so much. (laughs) I don't know. know. The second I turn it on and I see Drew Barrymore on that screen, I'm like, yes, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Let's get Mm -hmm. going. And, like, every every time, it's just so good. It's so comforting. It's like chicken soup for me in, like, the best way possible. It's not chicken soup for the soul, but it's just, like, chicken soup. It could be for the soul if that's what you want it to be. I mean, yeah. I, I And I feel like it's one of the ones I can watch it any time of the year. It doesn't have to be spe- spooky season. No, it season. doesn't. I have watched it randomly. through the, One time I told you I needed something comforting and I watched a Scream movie. Yeah. And, like, it's just... 
it is. I feel like it is very 90s when you watch it, obviously, because of fashion choices and whatnot. Scream especially. Scream especially. But I do think it does stand that test of time because, yeah. look, it's how many years later, like 25 years, and I'm still watching it. I think it absolutely. I think it. I was on the radio and they were talking about like the greatest slasher movies of all time. Mm -hmm. And Scream was six. And I was just like, that list is terrible. Yeah, I think Scream, Halloween. Okay, that makes sense. Which I get, but Scream should be two then. Yeah. Because it it does mirror Halloween in a lot of ways. But can I just say, I think Halloween only works because it's Halloween. I think Scream as a franchise is far superior. Than any Halloween, any Jason versus... Any slasher, yeah. anything in that genre. How Scream is... It's mastered it's the franchise. It's mastered the franchise. Yeah. And I was explaining... We were talking about this. I think we talked about it last time too. And I'll say it again. Yeah. Because I've been watching it as well. What Scream does is amazing because each movie is independent and has its own circular story. But so mm-hmm. does the series. And so... Every movie has a different killer, has a different mystery, has a different unraveling. And it doesn't feel, it never feels repetitive. Never feels repetitive. And it's not afraid to make fun of itself. Like it knows what it's doing. It's so, it's so cognizant of like what franchises are and makes statements about that of like, how ridiculous is this? That now all these years later, another killer is talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It's so refreshing. And this time, this viewing... I've always loved Tatum, but this viewing, I was like, I really love Tatum. <laughs> She's really good in this. She's I think this so is Rose McGowan's like crowning touch. Yeah, it makes me sad that like all the stuff that went on behind the scenes for yeah, this with one. Harvey. Mm-hmm. But she is really, she is a standout in that. She's really great, and I remember when I saw it when I was like twelve, thinking like, wow, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's so she funny. It. Yeah. I think yeah. it's great. She's one of the characters in this that when she dies, I was actually sad. I was like, I, oh, I don't too. want her to go. I don't I want like, her I to want be Tatum gone. to be I that final Tatum, girl. Yeah. But Tatum had sex, so. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. She, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Before we move on to something literally the opposite of Scream, hmm. I watched, I don't know if you've heard, I'm sure you have because Mitha's all over TikTok. It's her prime source of news. <laughs> have you heard of Terrifier 2? No. Oh, Okay, so Terrifier 2 is this, it's this gore fest that has released and people are like apparently fainting and vomiting and having like those kind of reactions I'm in theaters. I'm already doing that on my own. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. But apparently people are having like really visceral reactions. Yeah. It was made on a budget of 250000 It has since raked in $6 million, oh. which is incredible. And it actually has a pretty decent Metacritic score. It's only in theaters. I'm not going to spend my time watching it in theaters, but I watched Terrifier 1, which is available on Tubi. It was made for $100,000, and it's really bad. (laughs) Just like, just so poor. Like the worst. It's about about a killer clown. And the only thing the movie does well is this clown is actually like dead-ass frightening, but also totally inspired by Seinfeld, which I love. <laughs> like, absolutely. It's a, it, they're, they're using the episode where they go to the opera. It, it's like, absolutely. But anyways, all just to say, it's terrible. You don't need to watch it. But I am curious to see why 2 is getting all of the, the, the love because what 1 does is the gore is so over the top. It's like so... There's like one point where he saw someone in half, like down the like middle not like is it like i found halloween kills to be pretty it's that's not like that. violent that's violent this is just like over the top, top. gore, and okay. that's i think the idea of it that's what it's trying to do but i find gore when it's that ridiculous it's just it's not scary anymore or it's not it's not doing what it should 
Like, you should be a little repulsed by seeing real violence. And this, I'm just like, ugh, this is just too much right now. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah. Otherwise, I've only watched, like, I've watched... Scream. Scream and Exorcist is what I've watched. And That's all you need, it. honestly. Yeah. And, and Halloween, especially as we get closer to Halloween, I really love watching scary movies. Yeah. You know, my wife is sick. My kids are asleep. I'll probably watch Rosemary tonight. Oh, that's so nice for you. Why don't you watch Scream 2 with me? (laughs) You know how I feel about Scream 2. I know, I know, I know. That's it. I think I might do this again next year, though. Yeah, you stuck to it. I did. Congratulations. I did the long haul. You did the long haul. And now you're go- you're going to finish this because you're I know, the best yeah. part of it for you. And now I can make my Halloween goodie bags as I watch them. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be easy. Yeah. But enough about the screams because it's time for a review, Mitha. A review. So what did we watch? Talk to us about what happened this week. So this week, um, as you know, we're watching all the Best Picture winners of the Academy Awards history. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this was the winner for 1950. However, the winner was an episode that we had recorded once before. So um, All About Eve is the actual winner for the 1950 Academy Awards for the 23rd annual Academy Awards, if Mm -hmm. my uh, calculations are correct. Um, but we've list- watched it before and we recorded an episode on it before. And so we thought, wouldn't it be boring if we just talked about All About Eve again? Yeah. So instead, what we've decided to do is just take a look at other nominees and watch one of them. But if you want to hear our thoughts on All About Eve, it is episode 60. So it's uh, season two and it says episode 60. I don't know how many. That's 10 Movie episodes 60. in. Yeah, yeah. Movie 60. There you go. Yeah. For All About Eve. But we decided instead... To watch Father of the Bride. The original Father of the, the Bride. The original with Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. You want to give us the quick disco? Sure. The father of a young woman deals with the emotional pain of her getting married, along with the financial and organizational trouble of arranging the wedding. Okay. Whoever wrote that has not seen this and <laughs> thought it was a drama. Yeah. Did you <laughs> like think it was a comedy? Me? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think this is? <laughs> I think it's meant to be. It's an interesting question because yeah. I watched it and I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's it's cute. And then I watched the Steve Martin version. Oh, you did? I didn't have I did. time. I was going yeah, to. You are not missing anything. I love <laughs> that's the my, Steve Martin that's version. That's my opinion. And it's inter- you might actually, I think we're going to have interesting opinions because I had never seen the Steve Martin version until I saw this. So my first interaction with father of the bride was the spencer tracy version wow. and i thought it was adorable yeah. i thought it was cute and i thought it was relevant to the time and then when i watched the new one with steve martin i was just like this is just so repetitive like you feel like it's the same movie yeah a lot of the yeah. dialogue is the same you thought like a lot of the dialogue a lot of the scenes a lot of how they're shot mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things about that movie that are just so 90s yeah in a way that i just don't I, they just rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because the thing that I love about Father of the Bride, yeah. 1991? Some, 1990, yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Is that it's so 90s? Like, you can watch it and, like, there is that nostalgia there of, like, oh, life was so simple then before cellular devices and Instagram and things. And I yeah. have not watched the more recent Father of the Bride. Have you? Did you I watch that? Oh, I thought Andy you were going to watch that too. And Gloria Estefan. Yeah. It's Gloria Estefan? I thought it was Gloria Estefan. I think Did you're right. wrong? No, you're right. It's uh, it's Andy Garcia, Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Yeah. I have not watched it. No, I don't I think either. I will. Mm. 
why I don't understand why this movie keeps on getting remade. It's cute, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like I I don't know because this this Andy Garcia version actually has better reviews than the Steve Martin version. Really? So in, yeah, so I'd be interested to see what they do that's different and I think the key difference is they're divorcing in this version. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Ellie and, and him. Yes. But that's kind of what the like the charm of the 90s ones are is that they have this like really stable relationship and you do root for them as well as a couple and like it's diane keaton man diane keaton is so diane keaton man she's never not diane keaton i know and we love her for it we, yeah we're okay with it yeah but what were your thoughts on this one we've talked okay. about the other one so let's talk <laughs> about this and then let's I'm, talk about all about eve let's 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 do that let's go into it i guess my yeah. whole thing going into this was like so the reason why we chose father of the bride is because i think naturally our other choice would have been sunset boulevard but yeah. we watched sunset boulevard too yeah. um we watched it in season one and i don't know the episode number at the top of my head but go ahead take a look take a listen because yeah. i absolutely a lot a loved sunset boulevard i bought it after i watched it because i was like oh yeah this one's gonna be in the docket i don't think i've watched it since but i might who knows after halloween maybe yeah no i feel like it's a new year's movie because there's one yeah that's true yeah yeah (laughs) but yes we would have chosen sunset boulevard so naturally then the third choice had to be father of the bride and the whole time i was watching it i was thinking like okay like i've seen all about eve i've seen sunset boulevard what why would this also kind of be in that realm of best picture? Yeah. And I do think that it is just, it's a very uplifting movie. Like, it's just nice to see a wedding. And up until this point, I don't think there have been anything that kind of has focused in on, like, what that experience is like. And I know mm-hmm. you have you are married, so you've been through that process. And, like, I've witnessed it through family members. And, like, mm-hmm. it is, it it's so ridiculous but it's so like it's the only thing you think about in that time but Mm. everything you're thinking about is just so heightened and ridiculous and like doesn't make any sense at all but then by the end of it you're just still so happy that it's you've gone through it and i think it's a really nice sentiment to like actually Mm. capture on screen as well and especially from the perspective of like a dad watching his daughter grow up and like go into this and the whole and then watching it i kept thinking like i wonder like how emotional nadim is gonna get watching this thinking about his own daughter yeah how much did did you cry yeah only that scene where he sees her in her wedding dress for the first time it's very nicely shot it's very nicely like some very nice directed moments and that that specifically i like my daughter is five people so she's (laughs) she's not getting married anytime soon but But she's five but she's like five going on 15 like like i had a conversation with her the other day and i was like (laughs) whoa (laughs) she is she's she's a character my girl but yeah like i totally like there's there's some songs there's a song from Razi that is like a song about like getting married and moving and mm-hmm. it's a, a girl singing it to her dad. I can't listen to it without getting teary eyed. <laughs> it's just too much for me. But I will say that this movie has some really. I, I think it's all of those things. I think it's really nice. It's it's a very nice film. I can't really say anything else. It isn't exceptional. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't great writing. This isn't masterful direction. It it's not even that funny. Like yeah, it's not even comedy. that funny. It has some. It does have some nice light comedy, some laugh out loud moments. But it does. It's not like I say it's a comedy more than a drama. It's lighthearted is what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's what it is. It's a very nice film for what it is. And it's, you know, it's, it's entertaining to watch and it's an easy watch. It's an hour and a half. It just goes by very simply. 
It's completely inoffensive. It's completely nice. But I completely know why this didn't win. Oh, yeah. That makes like total no, 100% yeah. sense to me. Yeah. I don't even really know why it got, why nominated. It got nominated, to yeah. be honest. Like, it is a nice movie and I liked yeah. it. But I'm like, just why? What about this, like, screams to the caliber of All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard? Like, yeah. like I don't who, really how think can they group can them compare. Together? Yeah. And I don't, I didn't understand that because this is very nice. It's very, it's, it's exactly the caliber of Father of the Bride, like the Steve Martin one. It's Mm -hmm. no more, no less. I think this is a better movie personally, but it's the same type of movie. It's just an easy watch. It's a Sunday afternoon, roll up on the couch with a blanket and have a nice snack and watch. You can do other things like while you're watching or, Or, yeah, like make a meal and it's on in the background. It's very, very easy to have a sandwich. Yeah, it's very easy to enjoy. Elizabeth Taylor is annoying is in this. So annoying but gorgeous. She's like, beautiful. And I think what was really nice to see is like the way I know Elizabeth Taylor is like Elizabeth Taylor in her sixties and like chain smoking and has eight yeah. husbands and has yeah. been through it and like is best friends with Michael Jackson and his monkey. Like <laughs> I. Yeah. And it, I, it was just so refreshing to me to be like, whoa, Liz. To strip her of all of that. Yeah, yeah. And to be so innocent and so pure. Like, I think she's only in her 20s in this. Yeah. It's and her it's debut? Just, I don't know if it's her debut. I don't know. When I th- The thing with Liz Taylor is I don't know very many, like, I can't name that. I can name yeah. Who's Afraid of Virginia yeah. Woolf and Cleopatra. And I was that's just about say. it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But she has such a presence and such yeah. a, a, a clout in pop culture. Yeah. We, But I feel like people today know her for all the wrong. Actually, I think kids today don't know who she is at all. But other people today. Yeah. Know her for all the wrong reasons. And so it was really refreshing to see her in this sort of like innocence and this like nice light. There was something so airy and breathtaking about her. I didn't know. I didn't know Liz could be so graceful. Yeah, I could see Liz. Yeah, she's young and she's I, she's clearly not jaded. It's very evident because when you watch her in something like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, that's jaded. Aged. Like she's lived life. She's lived it. And like yeah. find that character has also lived it and that's a part of it. But that is coming, that act, that's coming off from her. Mm-hmm. Like the, her life that she's lived, you could be like, oh, this woman is speaking from experience here. Yeah. This isn't like, this isn't something that she's crafted. Whereas this, this feels very honest and very earnest and very sweet. But she's so annoying in this. I mean, she's a young woman from the 1940s. <sighs> so like, what are you expecting? <laughs> I don't know, but just, just annoying. And their like love story is really annoying. I was more interested in Annie. In that's her name in the 90s one, right? No. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, it is. I was more interested in the father and the mother, though, their relationship. Yes. I thought that was just more cinematic and more interesting. She's just a whiny girl who wants a wedding. And I'll give her this, that, like, there's many times where she's just like, I just want something small. I just want something small. And then, you know, her parents give the classic line that a lot of Indian parents give is that, like, this wedding isn't for you. We have to, yeah. we have to, yeah, we have to do this for a lot of other people. That that happens. That's what is this a business convention or my wedding? Exactly. And it's just like, well, it's both. I think it does carry those like those sentiments of having to put on a wedding very well. It does. And like from all angles too. It does. I just find that like it does. And like you're not saying anything wrong. It's just very there. Yeah, it exists. Yeah, it exists. And when we're talking about best picture winners, and like fine, the best picture winner this year was all about Eve, which is just a far superior film. Yes. And 
it's more engaging, it's better acted. It is those other things. It's better written, it's better directed, it's better acted, it's more engaging, it's more interesting. And even Sunset Boulevard, which lost, is all those things. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm a little, I was a little like, how or why did this get nominated? Is it just the charm? Because it is charming. What else was around in that time? Like, I don't even know how it works back then. I know how it works now. There's just campaign after campaign. Yeah, yeah. But how does it work in that time? Who was like, okay, yeah, these are our nominees. Was it box office driven? I don't know. We need to do some research. I, I don't know if there is research on this, right? Because it is such a like colloquial thing. Like it's not, there's no like hard facts about this. Mm, I'm looking here. I mean, this did do well at the box office though. Was the third man not nominated? No. I would swap this for the third man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, actually. At least Citizen Kane was nominated. Yeah. Because The Third Man, which is also a film that we watched, yeah, is quite good. I liked it more than Citizen Kane. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I loved The Third Man. I thought it was great. I'm so glad we watched that one. It was so interesting. And the weird zither music. All of it. Yeah, I'm surprised this didn't get nominated, but somehow Father of the Bride did. Interesting. And then the other two I've never heard of, Born Yesterday and King Solomon's Mines. I've heard of Born Yesterday, but I've never heard of King Solomon's Mines. Maybe they just like picked it at random. Maybe it was maybe it was like a lottery system or something. We might be discounting the clout of Spencer Tracy. At this point, though, like who is Spencer Tracy in this time? I think Spencer Tracy is quite a somebody at this time. I think he's won a lot of he's won Oscars by this point. And so you think it's just his clout that's really like carrying this? I think so. I think some of that is definitely. Oh, I forgot who directed this. I think that helped plays into it. Who directed this? Vincent Minnelli. Oh, yes. There you go. <laughs> that's, a bi- that's a big thing. <laughs> that's a big thing. But yeah, he won two Oscars: one in 1938 and one in 1939. Spencer. Yeah. Oh, look at you, Spence. So, and he was nominated again in 1951 was the next one for this. Do you think he celebrated with Catherine Hepburn? Maybe. He actually wanted someone else to be in the lead. Who? What did I read about this? Vincent Minnelli did or Spencer Tracy did? Spencer Tracy. He wanted Catherine Hepburn. Oh, as his wife. Yeah, but apparently they had done a lot of movies by this point. Yeah, plus she wouldn't do this. I mean, why not? I can't see Catherine doing this. Catherine with her husky voice and her <laughs> grand, like, <laughs> not mother of Audrey. But I think, I think, yeah, this is the IMDb trivia. Spencer Tracy wanted Catherine Hepburn for his screen wife, but it was felt that they were too romantic a team to play a happily domesticated couple with children. Honestly, I get that. There's a lot of sex appeal between those two. <laughs> there is, but you know who does that regularly? It's Shah Khan and Kajal. <laughs> so good. So good, right? But I don't find them... From being a young couple to being a domesticated, sexy couple. Yeah, they did do it well. They did. I haven't seen Dil Vale. Is that good? You don't. You don't need to see that. That'll tarnish their entire... Don't do it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not good. I was going to say, my name is gone. It's still... It's very much like a domesticated relationship. It's very much domesticated. It's very different. But like something like Kabi Khushi Kabi Ram, where they start off hot and surat chua madham, and then they end up in, you know... With cookies and tea. So talented. So talented. But yeah, all this to say that like, I think chemistry, I think they were a little blind to that. They saw them as a romantic pair and they're like, oh, you can't be a married couple. But 
I think that would have just been nice to see them. As, I like, wonder a if character. a lot of it, though, is like the Hollywood lore that went with it, too, is that people know these two to be in this like secret relationship with one another. Yeah. Like everyone knew, right? Or do we just know now? I think you assume now. Right? No, we all know. Like it's a known fact. That they were having an They affair? were together, but he was married and was Catholic and so wouldn't divorce. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. But they she also did go to his together. funeral. I know. Poor Catherine. Poor Catherine. She was probably just crying on her daughter's shoulder. It's not. <laughs> Imagine Audrey Hepburn is Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn's love child. Rita. <laughs> we're starting new rumors here. New rumors here. This is your bit you, of Hollywood you, gossip. You heard it here first. <laughs> So do you think that between all, fine, this didn't deserve it, we know. No. <laughs> but between, I think that's settled, we know that. Between All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard, though. I still think All About Eve is the better crafted film, like in terms of its screenplay and what it does. In terms of my personal enjoyment, mm-hmm. I prefer Sunset Boulevard. I think it's yeah. just that much more of a little bit of a romp. Like there's a monkey in that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's just like it's so wild and so out there and it's yeah. It's it's just it's so fun. Sunset? Sunset. It was fun Sunset for me. Is fun. It's mysterious and it's fun and yeah. it's wild and there's Hollywood drama and there's Cecil it's like it's all the things that I want in a movie. I think in that episode I said like this felt like Stefan to me. <laughs> Where yeah, it's just all this the things movie that has I want. Everything. Yeah. It's yeah, it's everything all rolled into one. But I will say that all About Eve is the better scripted and better performed film as well. It's slightly more sophisticated. Yeah. But that lack of sophistication is also what makes Sunset Boulevard so good. It's so strange to me, though, because like if I was going to look at those three films and think which one of these would be remade, I wouldn't pick Father of the Bride. Right? Very good point. Yeah. I would pick maybe All About Eve. I think that that has... I'm surprised it hasn't been remade. or Even Sunset Boulevard, hasn't. actually, when you think about like... Well, both of those movies, when you think about women and their careers and like what happens to women over yeah. time, you would think somebody today would be like, let's retell the story because it is so pertinent. I wouldn't tell the story about a dad watching his daughter get married. But that is timeless too, right? Yeah. That is but timeless are, and those what, emotions are timeless. Like, I guess those two films have something to say where I feel yes. like this doesn't really have anything to say other than like, this is a nice sentiment nope, to have. Absolutely has nothing to say, actually. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, right. oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's actually kind of surprising that All About Eve won, because All About Eve has a lot to say, actually. Mm-hmm. And so that is surprising, because they went with the movie that was making a statement about something. Yeah. I think this is one of those years where the best movie totally did one. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't think this is going to happen all the time. I think we will see some movies that it's just like, nope, this is uh, this is not the best movie of the year. Yeah. Well, we have seen it. Like in our own personal tastes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, like in comparison, like now we're watching, now we're kind of comparing apples to apples in a way, right? Like this is 60% of the movies we've seen. This might be our highest percentage right now. Like until we start to get to like the 90s and the 2000s where we've definitely seen everything. But yeah, this is like when you try to compare them, you're like, no, the better film totally won. And I actually can't even understand why this was nominated. Who won over Double Indemnity again? Ooh, just actually did that. Going my way. Mm. I don't even remember. <laughs> that's the movie oh, is with that the, the priests. One where, the house, yeah. the house, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's the priests. That's not how green was my valley? How green was your valley? <laughs> no. 
how green was my valley is the Welsh town. Right. The priest and was going think- my way, which was the, supposed to be the musical. It's sister act. Right. Yes. And you're thinking about, you can't take it with you. With you. <laughs> this is, yeah, that's definitely happening. But I would say Double Indemnity was the Double Indemnity should have won that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Know. Should I go into my review? Do you have sequel prequel ideas? Honestly, no, because I don't like Father of the Bride 2. <laughs> have you seen Father of the Bride 2? No. Oh, that's the one with the babies? Yeah. They both get pregnant? This movie also has a sequel. Does it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Let me see what it's called. Hold on. I know I saw it. I'm just going through the Metacritic score for this movie, and it has some, It has a decent score of 76, but I, like, I always love scrolling to the bottom to see the bad reviews, and this is what the Chicago reader had to say about mm-hmm. Father of the Bride. One of the bleakest films of a bleak decade. <laughs> and I don't know if I would say that. So <laughs> there is a sequel of this. It's called Father's Little Dividend. Um, the synopsis is shortly after coming to terms with his daughter's marriage, a father faces the prospect of becoming a grandfather, which is, um, do you want me to spoil Father of the Bride too for you? Yeah, because then Steve Martin, I mean, Diane Keaton gets pregnant, right? Yes. Father yeah. of the Bride 2 is that they're both. So I don't know in this one if Ellie is pregnant yeah. as well. Um, Probably not, because that would imply that they have sex and they sleep in two separate twin beds. Honestly, though, I, I was watching that when the, and I'm like, that's kind of smart. Like, I yeah, don't know why we don't sleep. have that today. I don't want to share a bed with anybody. You don't always have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I honestly, okay, wait, I'll just uh, put it out here now. When I build my dream home, and if yes. I am married, two separate bathrooms. Ma- yeah, two separate masters. Two separate master bathrooms. Okay. Bedroom, fair. I don't mind. Bathrooms. Yeah. That's fair, Mita. I and two it. separate closets. That's fair. And I want two staircases in the house, like how they had on Boy Meets World and Full House. Yeah. Like one from the front and one from the back? Yeah. Okay. And they meet in the middle. While you're talking about your dream house, yes. do you want to give us your rating? <laughs> no, I want to talk about my dream house some more. <laughs> um, I guess I'll give you my rating. I, you know, this is just a movie. It's very nice. It's it's what you said. It's Sunday fair. It's like, a, oh, I just need something on in the background while I do things. Mm-hmm. I think personally, if I'm going to have something on in the background while I do things, I'm going to go for Father of the Bride 1990s. Okay. Because I have that nostalgia with it. It is Fair very enough. much like I grew up with it. You know, I wanted to play basketball with my dad and I would play basketball with my dad in the driveway. Like I felt like Annie did in a lot of ways. And so it was cute. For me then, this one is cute as well, but I don't necessarily like relate to the 1940s and the 50s of it, especially in terms of the daughter character. Like like you're saying, she is very much a brat. Like I think that they did a better job of making Annie in the recent Father of the Bride more endearing and more charming than they had with this character, especially. And that's who I'm going to gravitate to because I don't know what it's like to be a parent. But I can see myself growing up with this movie as well, which I think is really nice. Mm-hmm. Especially because when we're talking about things being timeless, like this is so evidently from the past, but it's not in a harmful way. It's not like a. Yeah. Yes, like this I, is, I know what you're yeah, saying. It's yeah. not bad in any kind of way. It's just it's from the past. Yeah. And it's just like a cute little charming movie. I don't, you know, I said, I I don't really think it's trying to say anything or trying to make any points. And so I'm kind of confused as to why this would be considered like one of the best films of the year. Like, what are, what are you telling your audiences by watching this? Like, okay, yeah, life is nice. That's great. Especially in comparison when you have something like All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard, which talks about women and their careers and 
all the complications that come with like aging, especially for a female. And I think those two movies just really are a standout. So I would say to our listeners, watch All About Eve, watch Sunset Boulevard. And then if you have time, watch Father of the Bride. And so I'm going to last with three, three stars. Okay. It's nice because it is nice, yeah. but it's just, it's kind of, um, I, I don't want to say boring. It's just not it's magnetic. Yeah. yeah. What's the opposite of magnetic? Like Unmagnetic? Detached. <laughs> detached. It's just, know. it's there. Yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I totally understand what you're saying because it's just, it's there. It's nice. There's actually nothing offensive about this. And it is aged in, for, in the fact that it is from the 50s. But that's okay. And it is cute to see what, you know, weddings were. And the fact that it was $3.75 a person at a wedding. And that was such a big deal for them. Yeah, Those, I And they're cute. That. That, that kind of stuff is, like, cute to see just how far inflation has come, especially in this day and age. I'm glad this didn't win Best Picture because it was most certainly not the Best Picture of the year. That was all about Eve. And I think this was a year where the right picture won. No, I have not seen Born Yesterday or King Solomon's Minds, But I can say with some certainty that All About Eve was... All About Eve has stood the test of time. Fantastic screenplay and performances and direction. It's just... It's magnificent. And if that hadn't won, then it should have gone to Sunset Boulevard, which is just... It is what defined what camp is. Mm, and, yeah. and in a good way. It, it isn't campy. It's camp. But yeah. It is the definition. It's the definition of camp and what that means. And that I think those two have really defined cinema in many ways. This is nice. And it clearly was nice enough to be remade multiple times. I do think the reason it won or was nominated at least because it is charming. It is nice. And there is something very homely about it. And while All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard are more challenging films... There are people, and there's there's a movie every year, right? There's Especially the closer we get to our time, we're going to see there's always a crowd pleaser. There's always mm-hmm. a movie that is easy for the masses. There's, you know, you have a Juno every year. And this was just Juno. This was the movie that was nice and it was accessible and you felt good about watching it and you knew it was good and maybe it wasn't as great as No Country for Old Men or There Will Be Blood, but it was nice. And that's all it needed to be. It didn't need to be anything more. And I think that's it. I think it stands the test of time. It's a nice film. I just can't call it anything other than nice because that's exactly what it is. It's nice. And nice movies get three stars. There you go. Three and three. Three and three. Lovely. That was Father of the Bride, our alt review for Best Picture from 1950. There you go. Mita. Game me. Game you. Okay, Nadim. Mm. So this week, I am testing you. Let me just open up my uh, handy dandy uh, note here. What did I... I totally forgot what I was testing you, but I figured it out before. Okay, yes. Okay. So last week, you had me connect... What did you have me connect? Chicago to Hereditary. Chicago to Hereditary. Thank you, Nadim. Yes. So I, I did it. By the way, mm-hmm. I did it really so well. It was yeah. it was a quick one for me. Yeah. But uh, this week, Nadim, you're going to be connecting Hereditary okay. to Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. that's a toughie for me. Not going to lie. Is it a toughie? Yeah. A, I'm sure there's an it? easy way. There really is. I don't think you know the easy way. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Let's go for it, though. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to try. Your timer starts now. Okay, Tony Collette. Tony Collette is in Hereditary. What else has Tony Collette been in? Has Tony Collette been in anything that Michelle Yeoh has been in? 
Not or, that I can think of. No, or have they done anything with... Hold on. Michelle Yeoh was in Crouching Tiger, which was directed mm-hmm. by Ang Lee. Mm-hmm. Hang Lee has mm-hmm. made movies. <laughs> many, many movies. Great movies. I'm a big fan of Ang. This is called Stalling. I know, because <laughs> I'm trying to find a movie that Ang Lee and Tony Collette would connect on. And... Ang Lee... I'm trying to. Th- I'm thinking Brokeback and Jake Gyllenhaal, but I don't know what Jake and Tony. Left. Ugh, I don't know what Tony and Jake have done. No, I'm not gonna do it's it. It's a minute. Do you want okay. extra time or no? No, I think I, I'm like I'm like there, but not. So what is so, it, Mita? Last week I told you there are other people in Hereditary. There are. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I used one of those other people. Who? I used Alex Wolf, who okay. plays the son, whose name yeah. I'm forgetting. Charlie? No, Charlie's no, the Charlie's Oh, the Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Alex Wolf is in Hereditary. Yeah. He's also in a movie titled Jumanji, The Next Level. Oh, okay. With one Aquafina. Oh. Who was in Crazy Rich Asians. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I did I was not gonna do that. No. And I pro- there's probably some connection between Tony Collette and Jake Gyllenhaal, but I can't think of it right now. I'm sure there is. There's probably something. It's something yeah. <sighs> but that's fine, Mita. Next week you will be connecting Crazy Rich Asians to something. Is she in that buzz, buzz something velvet, buzz, buzzsaw velvet, buzz? I don't know. Velvet Buzzsaw is the movie and she is in it. She is. There you Look go. Look at me. That's the connection. There you go. Thank you very much for doing that for me. You're welcome. Mita, what are we watching next week? <laughs> next week we're watching An American in Paris. We are. It's Which Paris, guys. won the year that A Streetcar Named Desire was nominated. I might watch both. I would really like you to watch Streetcar, but I know you've got a lot of Scream to watch this weekend. (laughs) That's not a challenge for me. (laughs) No, it's not. But yes, next week we will be watching An American in Paris, another movie I know nothing about and I'm excited to discover. There we go. But until then, Mita, do we have parting words? I do. Nova Scotia for a honeymoon? (laughs) That also made me laugh out loud. I laughed so hard. I actually would go to Nova Scotia. Yeah, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, that actually sounds That's really actually nice. That's a really cool trip, yeah. <laughs> what does she know, though? What does she know? She's just a woman. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for another Vincent Minnelli movie. Yeah. An American in Paris. There you go. See you then. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.